it's the tea lady bonus episode welcome back guys so the last episode we were talking about relationships and we had a Q&A we're continuing with our Q&A and we'll pick up from when Mada is giving us his take on the ladies scenario where she had a husband who did not want to have children anymore uh, it's a tough one for real it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one I think every every person and every relationship people have um deal breakers right so for me i'm i'm all about honesty and and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. he's being honest enough to express his viewpoint obviously he's changed over time based on experiences they couldn't have been positive experiences for him to say that mm-hmm. um and and he's been honest enough to say that to her i'm sure he understands that she still wants children so he obviously realizes that there's potentially some some significance and consequences with those decisions that he's made mm-hmm. and if he's happy with those decisions then she needs to sit down with herself and understand and and really evaluate whether that's something that she can live with or not mm-hmm. um sometimes people change their minds again so there's always that element of well maybe he might change his mind again who knows i don't i don't know but for me like if it's a deal breaker for her it, it's difficult to continue um per se but again that's just me and that's how i view relationships and everything else like that so if she's if kids is, is what she definitely wants it's very difficult for her to continue yeah. the relationship knowing that she'll never have that experience yeah but this lady's made vows and you know yeah <laughs> so that's true. So, I mean, what do you do? Is that is that going to be easy for you, Michelle, to just go, you know what? <laughs> um, it's funny, Mada, you're talking about deal breakers. Um, Rumbi, I listened to your episode with, is it, is it Shay? Charminder, uh, yeah. yeah. yes, about deal breakers. I think this lady should have posed a question on that particular <laughs> episode. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, like you just said, you know, you discuss about these things before you have um, before you, you get married. And I'm one of those people who everybody knows I'm not exactly the most maternal person. And um, I'm only going to have kids because I have to as a woman, not because I necessarily want to. Um, <laughs> and well, obviously, you have, it's your body. You don't yeah, have to. Why do you have to? If I could afford having, like, getting a surrogate, I would. So oh, is it no. just the pregnancy you don't want to have, but you do want to? But have you kids. want the children. It's both the pregnancy and actually the kids. I mean, I can tolerate having a child for I think about an hour, two hours, three hours after a certain point in time. And like, okay, you know, I just get this child. <laughs> <away>. Um, <laughs> you I know, but it's I've the been same told, with everyone, but. When yeah. it's your own child, you're, you don't feel that way. It's not like a, yeah, I'm done sort of thing. So but, everybody says. So yeah. I will see once I have the child whether I actually develop that bond. Just to um, let you know, there's no return policy. <laughs> <so. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's no. <laughs> and this is why old, I only <laughs> date guys that really like it so that if I am not a good mother, I can just be like, you know what, I had this child for you. Can you have this child? You, I think you're more suited to being a a parent. I will be the fun parent. You can be the disciplinary parent. You can be the proper parent that actually takes care of this child. And, you know, (laughs) but yeah, but I think it's a tough one. Um, Because if you've gone into a relationship thinking you're going to get, you know, you're on the same page and then somebody completely does a 360 to something that's really important to you and stuff that's something that you really have to discuss and think okay you know shall I just get pregnant and then you know I'll just have this kid if he decides you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna walk no 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 
It is a possibility. Um, you know, you can do no. that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, please don't. Ashley, no. why are you, why are you saying no? no? Let's not do that, please. Yeah, Ashley, well, that was a, a, a definite no. No trapping. But is it really trapping when you're married? Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be. It can especially, be. If, especially if the person doesn't want to have a, a baby. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but how can you say it's trapping? Like, whose responsibility is it in a marriage not to have a child is it the woman's responsibility no, or is it both. the man's responsibility both. this is this both definitely both people i think nowadays people they spend most of their dating lives talking about nothing things that don't matter at all mm. things like do you want to get married that's a very important question because no one not, not everyone wants to get married mm-hmm. mm. personally i have no dream of walking down the aisle whatsoever your this, girlfriends know this so <laughs> Well, she will be listening to this later on. <laughs> and if, and if, she, she, if, she, if she didn't know... Well, that's how you're breaking it to her. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Why I? <laughs> well, so I think it is very important. And so, so questions like, well, do you want to have kids? How many kids do you want to have? Mm-hmm. Uh, these things. And at what point in your life do you want to have kids? These things do matter. There's nothing as annoying as having a kid and then you don't feel like you are completely there for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may be available financially, but you don't have enough time maybe because you're chasing a dream. After all, I think the most important person in your life, the first one, is yourself. And then your kids. But then if, you're, if you have a kid before you're ready to have a kid, mm-hmm. it feels like you may end up hating them, thinking maybe they've come in your way uh, or stopped you from achieving things that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I think remotely, that could be one of the reasons why we end up reading stories about mothers abusing their kids or mm-hmm. dads abusing their kids. Maybe because one of the parents wasn't ready to become a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, don't trap you can, listen yeah. to tra- you can listen to trap music, but don't trap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's so true about that resentment is real. There's so many toxic families out there where you could keep, like, the mum saying stuff like, I wish I aborted you. Stuff like that happens. And it's like, I think only have children when you want to have children. And if this guy doesn't want to have kids, then I think she just needs to reevaluate her options, whether she wants to stay or go. And if having children is more important than this marriage, and which... By the sounds that if she's actually thinking about divorce, that means a deal breaker for her. I'm not sure if I heard correctly, but I thought he said something along the lines that it's a deal breaker if someone suddenly doesn't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? It I might didn't... be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so my question is, you two people are in a marriage and for some reason or another, <clears throat> you can't conceive. Uh, I think that's yeah. different. Okay, we'll ask Tam that one then. Okay, so there's a few things that I'd like to just touch on before I actually answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, first, Michelle, your point off. Um, I will have kids because I have to. It's an obligation as a woman. It's funny that you actually mentioned that because I was speaking to my sister about this. Um, I'm the youngest of three, and um, my sister doesn't want kids. Mm-hmm. My mom took years to accept this, and I still don't think she has. But it is your choice Mm -hmm. to have a child or not because that child is your responsibility whether you want to believe that or not and 
that child is going to grow up to a human to be a human that then impacts other people and so how they're raised it's going to play a massive part and if they have a parent that didn't really want them or felt obligated to have them they're less likely to be a well-rounded human being should I put it that way not always but there can be that impact I think it's really important for women to understand that you don't have to have a child just because you're a woman. You, you can decide whether you want to have a child or not. Just in, re- in regard to Nashley's question, giving birth is a lot of people's preferred way of having children, especially within the African community. It's not the only way of having children, mm-hmm. um, is what I would say. If you've got the money, the surrogacy. If not, you can go down the adoption route, you can foster. There's so many other ways of having children without them biologically being your own children. And so that if if it does come to the point where it's listen, I'm for whatever reason we are unable to conceive our own child, Mm -hmm. okay, let's look at other options. That's what I would say anyway. And sometimes as well, like if you're coming into the relationship when you already have had children, maybe you know, one or two are your maximum and you're coming to a relationship and you're saying, look, I already have my kids, I don't want any more, I'm my tube tied. Mm-hmm. That other half or that other person should be okay to accept that and respect that decision. And, you know, like you're saying, it's your body at the end of the day. You're going yeah. through bringing, you know, growing a human inside of you. It's not months. easy. It's not <laughs> easy. If you've had the conversation prior to being married, which everyone should be having these conversations, like mm-hmm. Ashley said, too many people are having superficial conversations <laughs> and not actually touching on real yeah. things before yeah, getting married. Okay. Hey, no, <laughs> I need to know if you want kids or not. There's mm-hmm. a conversation that you need to have before before getting married because if he expressed to you prior to being married that he doesn't want children and you then went and married him anyway, mm-hmm. that's your own issue because why did you do that? Yeah. You knew ultimately kids were very important to you and he didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a case where you had that conversation and you were both were on, on the same page and then you got married and he changed yeah. his mind, it's tough. Yeah, It's yeah. very, very tough. However, you guys have to figure out a way to work through it. You have to have those deep, difficult conversations to be able to come to some sort of decision where you're both happy. It might yeah. be that after doing all the hard work and really doing everything you possibly can to try and and come to a decision, the decision might be, do you know what? Okay, you're not going to change your mind. Fair enough. We can yeah. walk away. However, you don't come to that lightly. You, you really have to put in work because yeah. marriage is not jump in, jump out. Yeah. You yeah. have to put in work. And sometimes, like, it could be years of having the exact same conversation. And then after years of talking about it, you realize, you know what, this isn't going to change. And like you're saying, a, exactly. lot of, a lot of women, it might not even be women, it could even be men as well. When mm-hmm. they've been told before the relationship that, look, I don't like children, I don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. And then they think, oh, yeah, it's just going to change your mind once, once you're married. That position never changes. And it's coming to that realization that you weren't listening when I told you, or you weren't listening. Even all the times you were imagining us with three children and a perfect fence, I told you I hate yeah. kids, but do you yeah. listen to it? 
I have a question about that. Um, Tanaka, I think you mentioned the point about how sometimes people tell you certain things before you get married and you choose to ignore them. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, the same thing that happens with, say, for example, you marry a guy who likes to go out, go clubbing, um, you know, hang out with the boys and stuff. And then mm-hmm. when somebody gets married, you now suddenly have kids and he's still doing that. And you're thinking, okay, ideally this behavior should change because now we've got kids and stuff and the man never changes or maybe the woman's not changing her behavior and stuff and it's like okay at what point do you think okay I should have accepted this before we got married or you know let's let's see what what Matthew thinks about that particular one yeah that's a valid point good question that you raised there Michelle that's for me I again I speak for self when when I got married um, when I had children, I knew that came with responsibilities, right? So I was I was up entering those things knowing that I couldn't do the same things that I could do previously, right? So a perfect mm-hmm. example is I'm a massive sports person. I love to play sports. It just helps me level out everything else like that, right? So when I was married to my wife, I knew that some things would have to not necessarily stop, but I would have to rearrange things here and there and and ultimately this is what the priority is for you right so when i had my kids i can't be going out five days a week and leaving my kids with my wife that's just not who i am as a person my main priorities were my wife and my children so i made that decision when i got married and i made that decision when i got kids um again that's just me everybody's different um there could be times when if the person is honest and saying, listen, this is, this is how I am. I'm not likely to change when I'm married. I'm not likely to change when I have children. Again, that's identifying and listening to the person and realizing whether that's a red flag for you or not. You can't complain if the person is open and honest about it. Mm. But if the person is entering the marriage with the expectation that they're going to be in the partnership with you and they don't do that, then by, for sure I can understand why you'd be frustrated. I think, matter for you, like, you came in with, you know, a reasonable that correct. head on me <laughs> with the right, with the right He's way. He's the kind of guy who's saved for Verona for a year. Exactly. You know, That's every woman is probably going to be listening to this going, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are going to hate um, them. Sorry. But, but now, like, the, I mean, did you ever find that difficult? Like, you probably had the way of living before and when you had children, did you find it easy to just adjust and say, look, this is the new way of life, and I just have to deal with it, or with there always going to be issues. Can I answer that by asking you a question? Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you want to change someone? Is that the question being asked? It's not. It's not changing a person. Yeah. Like, it's, do you know what? Okay, I think there's two different parts to this. There's a, you know, oh, this person plays FIFA. And when you're married, you, <laughs> you expect them to I think you're playing, playing too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's not going to change. That's something that they enjoy. Whereas if you're thinking, if you're thinking about, okay, you know what? We're now parents, for example, and there's certain things that we need to do. We need to take, you know, our son to soccer practice, or we need to take our daughter to ballet. There's certain things now that you're expected as a parent to do, and you need to accommodate that, and you need to change some things that you used to do when you're single. It's just, I think that's a genuine expectation. Um, it's not changing someone. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think there are certain things that you need to change when you have mm. kids. I think there are certain things that you need to incorporate into your life when you have kids, mm. like 
making time for your kids, taking them for football practice. But that doesn't mean that I should stop playing FIFA with my friends. No, no. This, these, uh, mm-hmm. this, these things matter because I'm saying this from what uh, Michelle said earlier on that while we're now married, when I have a kid, well, you're still behaving the same way we were behaving like when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I, I don't think I should change. If you, <laughs> the way you met me, if you thought I was a funny guy, if you thought I was outgoing, that should be me when I'm 70. I would still be going down to the pub, have a drink, have a laugh. I'll still be funny. I'll still be acting like a little boy. Don't change for, not for anyone. That's my view. It, it may sound wrong, like, well, okay, like, I think not refusing to change sounds like there's a bit of negative connotation to it. But yeah. I think you should just love the person as they are, accept them as they are, and just learn to live together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely um, agree. You should be looking and analyzing that person in detail uh-huh. before you get married. You should know their viewpoints on how they, how they believe marriage should be, how they think children should be raised. All of these things are conversations that you should be having before you actually get married. Because if you know that, I actually wrote about this on my blog, but if you know that before you get married, this guy believes that you know, women belong in the kitchen, they should go to work and come back home and do the cooking, do the dishes, take care of the kids, put the kids to bed and then come and spend time with me. And in the meantime, I'm watching TV. If you know that prior to getting married and then you marry the guy, don't expect anything different. You shouldn't. You shouldn't expect the guy to change. A lot of women marry potential mm-hmm. and it's like why why are you marrying potential marry the person for who they are there and then because they may never change mm-hmm. they may choose to always be that way for the rest of their life and if you're picking your forever human till death do us part human why are you not finding and doing all the research before making that lifelong decision yeah. it, it's to me this is all part of the things that i was looking at I would constantly have these conversations with my husband when we were dating and be like, right, okay, so, you know, me, I, I don't cook every day. That's not me. Uh, so if you're expecting a fresh meal, a home-cooked meal every single day of the week, <laughs> is, is that what you would like? If so, yeah. I'm sorry, this can't work. If you're expecting your children to be raised a completely different way to me, I'm sorry, this can't work. If you're expecting me to be a certain way that I know within myself, I am not that person, and I'm expecting you to be a certain way, we're not getting married. Why, why, yeah. why are we I getting married? A, I am marrying. That's, so. that's a, a, a perfect example because, well, a perfect example of the perfect scenario, let's put it that way. Because we're always told, yeah, you talk about these things, but let's not forget there's some there's some people who will give you the answer you want to hear. And but, then when you do get married, then the truth of me, so many times that you always hear about, oh, you know, when we're dating, yeah, we'll talk about this. And these are all, you know, we always used to talk about how we would raise children, how we would share chores, how we would do this. But then when we're in the house, I didn't realize this person was like this. You know, it, it's always it, it, it's not always the case, but let's talk to ourselves and say like we're gonna talk about it and we'll stick to it. And sometimes you can even say, look, we talked about this, but you're doing something mind. different. You know, because individuals will always act different. I, I think it's, it's important to then 
if you've had that conversation, okay, mm -hmm. cool. This is the conversation that we had. This, this is everything that we spoke about. I analyzed everything because it's one, it's one thing to say something, but then it, you also need to watch how the person is acting. A lot of people can say one thing and then actually they're showing you something very different. You have to open your eyes to that and don't let, let love blind you to yeah. that. Because for me, if, if I've had the conversation with you before and you decide actually, nah, I'm doing a complete 180, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Everybody raises good points, right? And, and reality is, is, is very different. And I think compromise... Oh like everybody has said, is key, right? So the scenario that Michelle painted, I could be a person who plays FIFA seven days and seven days a week or, or, or every night, right? And then say we have a, a, a child and my wife is struggling, but she knows that I'm someone who plays FIFA and stuff like that, right? The expectation yeah. and the reality is I'm not going to continue to play FIFA whilst my wife is struggling with a child, right? Yeah. So I guess it comes down to like a lot of people said understanding who the person is beforehand but it's mm -hmm. it's it's always different when it's actual reality is what i guess i'm trying to say and you know mm -hmm. for the ones who have children we know how that adds the stress to a marriage and everything else like that and you have to be willing to make those sort of compromises otherwise i just don't see how you can just be like this is how i was before i got married so this mm -hmm. is how it's gonna be it's, this mm -hmm. is that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow for me because yeah. you don't necessarily know how life is gonna be when you have children you don't know that yeah. so you can't yeah. for me that's an easy cop out to be like yeah this is how i was so i'm just gonna keep yeah. doing what i'm doing yeah. it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work that way for me it's almost like accepting them for who they are i think there's something not only romantic about it but it's also it helps the other person appreciate that look you're accepting me and the things that i enjoy and you you're, you're not allowing me to do it but you, you understand why i need this outlet and they will work with you when you need that help or they will understand like okay you've got a child and you need to do this or they will take time to spend time with you if you give them a, give them their time to do their thing that they need to do to release or whatever or to, to get away from reality sometimes so if there's always that compromise that Mada is saying there's got to be that compromise you can't say well it's changing now we're married we've got children and this is how it's going to be put that away don't go out don't do this it just won't work it won't work and I'm not um, I'm not trying to sorry I'm not trying to say like um that's how I I was straight away and everything it's just a growth right yeah, and yeah. I I saw stuff a certain way my wife saw stuff a certain way we we're able to sit down and communicate and and do that and I'm I'm a massive advocate of also keeping true to self right so I know that if if I don't give if my wife doesn't have a certain amount of time to read a book you know she she doesn't necessarily she's not as happy as she could be or if i don't go out and go for a run i'm not as happy as i could be mm -hmm. and that's where the compromise is that's where understanding your partner comes into play so mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's definitely all about communication and compromise right so we've been on this particular topic for a while now <laughs> and we digressed <laughs> but um i've got a couple more questions if you'll allow me guys we've got a particular lady right she says her boyfriend used to be like an outdoor enthusiast. There's loads of things like hiking, uh, mountain climbing or whatever. And on one particular activity that he went for, um, which was again mountain climbing, he fell and broke his spinal cord. As a result, he can't walk anymore and he was in a wheelchair. Now during 
everything that happened. She says she was with him um, and they were dating, they're not married. Um, so she was with him and through rehab and physiotherapy, etc. But he is not the guy she fell in love with anymore. And but because she feels bad that she's now in this situation, does she stay or how can she move on really? Yeah, I um I do understand where she's coming from, but I'd like to to share this with uh, with your listeners. Mm-hmm. I I think when you look for someone to to spend the rest of your life with, you should not look at the superficial things. I know as human beings or as men, we are more attracted to looks, um, mm-hmm. whether she's beautiful or if she's talented or if she comes from a well-to-do family all these things i think they matter but i don't think they should Mm -hmm. i think you should fall in love with someone's soul Mm -hmm. uh, because she may she may be size 12 today with a small waist but she may get so comfortable and end up being a size 14. Mm -hmm. she may have those lovely legs but she may be involved in an accident things do change Mm-hmm. But if you have someone, if you fall in love with someone because they are considerate, because they are loving, they are understanding, those aspects of human nature don't tend to change. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do understand. Well, that well physically he's not the same person, but I want to think that he's still a charming guy. He still makes her laugh. Yeah, but is there that obligation? to take care of someone. I mean, you're only dating. I mean, we always say, you know, anything that may help when you're married. But when you're dating, are you obliged to stay? I, I don't think we should look at it from that angle saying obligation. Mm. If we are dating, if I have one or two days when I'm not feeling well and you as my girlfriend don't feel the need or don't show up to, to look if I'm doing okay, for me, that's a, that's a sign, that's a telltale sign that if the worst happens later on in my life, you, 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 won't, be, you won't be there. But at yeah. the same time, it's, it's not an obligation. I'm pretty sure that there are other people who can help look after this guy. Mm-hmm. And if she thinks that this change that has happened to him, it's a good enough reason for her to, to move away while she should. I think one of the worst things that can ever happen in my life, I don't know other people's life, is for someone to stick with me when they don't want to be with me. Mm. You, you can feel it. You can sense it in the air. It's, mm. it's depressing. Yeah. It's toxic. Tang, what do you think? Do you agree with that? He's had this accident. Yes, physically, he's not the same person. But overall, he's changed. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but that's how I understood the scenario. Now, with something like that, that's a life-changing um, accident. Mm-hmm. And some people cannot continue on being the charming and loving and, you know, fun guy that they used to be when they've gone through such an experience. It can affect yeah. them imen- mentally and emotionally, and it can completely change who you knew them to be. And so it's very important, I think, to look at everything as a whole and not feel obligated to stay because, oh, well, he's had this accident I have to take care of him as harsh as it sounds no you don't if it's something that you personally feel that you are unable to take on on a mental and emotional level Mm -hmm. because we don't know what's going on with this guy we don't know 
you know what the struggle is he could be going through a deep depression he could be lashing out at her. we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. so it, it's down to her really to decide okay emotionally mentally can i can i take this on yeah. and can i take this on for life because again going back to what we were saying before you have to take the person for who they are today mm-hmm. uh, and and kind of see is this something that if he was to stay like this for the next 5 10 15 20 years mm-hmm. Do I have it within me to be able to take that on and also be supportive to him? Mm. Um, because he's going to need a lot of support. And if you can't give it, then you could actually end up doing more harm to that guy yeah, than good. I think you touched on a point there. Like, Mother, what do you think, even if you still truly care about this person and truly love them, but it's probably too much for you, you're not, not everyone is a carer. Not everyone has that instinct to heal or take care of someone when they are unwell. Should we have that empathy for this person who can't do it anymore? Yeah, I think it's a really tough, it's a tough situation to be in. Mm-hmm. And in terms of understanding yourself emotionally, whether you can take it on or not, I, I completely agree with that statement. And for me, I would say there's other ways of potentially taking care of the person. You don't necessarily have to be in a relationship with that person to still be able to take care and help with that. Um, so I don't necessarily think it would be fair on him if you don't want to if you don't want to be there. I'm not saying she does based on what she's saying. Maybe she's reaching that point, but. I would say to her that there's other ways of supporting him. Yeah, that's true. And let's not forget, they will, not everyone's going to see it like, oh, fair, fair dues to her, she's done what's, what's best for her. Michelle, what would you say to, to her if she decided to leave? Is it okay? Or I mean, because people are going to talk, and people might not be as kind to her as we are probably, you know, sympathizing with the situation. I would ask first and say, is this the same guy who couldn't be Sarora? <laughs> or the guy who cheated on her five years ago? If it's the same scenario, then girl, you need to do what's best for you. <laughs> but but in, all, in all fairness, I would probably... The thing is, I work, because I work with, uh, with, I'm an occupational therapist by background, and mm-hmm. I work with a lot of disabled people. We did a survey at my, at my workplace. We've got about 80 clients that have had brain injuries, and some have got spinal injuries. Some were just born, you know, with detrimental mm-hmm. negligence and stuff. And out of all the people that were married, I think we've got like 50 married couples that were there, well, 50 clients that had been married. Only, I think about 10 are still married, and this is um, about sort of like 10, 15 years after the accident Mm. the rest are now divorced so out of 50 people only 10 percent are left Mm. and out of the 10 people that are left i've got a few clients well i've only got i think two clients that are are married and it is very very difficult to take care of somebody who is disabled Mm. that and this is people that have been married maybe they've been married for like i don't know 10 15 years before the accident even happened and it is such a difficult job for somebody to do mm. it is very stressful emotionally for yourself um it is also physically draining as well i mean you can have carers that can come in every single day but then when those carers go you're the person that's left with that you know with oh. them like um tanaka said just basically becoming disabled when you're somebody who's quite independent doing everything for yourself has an emotional toll on yourself physically mentally mm. and everything and the loved ones, unfortunately, are the people that we target the most. Mm-hmm. And she could be the one, in as much as she might love him so much, she might show him how much she cares, she might be there for him, he might 
target her because she's obviously the one that's there and he might not mean it he might you know it's one of those things where sometimes you just lash out because obviously your life yeah. is just gone and stuff you know things like that frustrated yeah I, I mean the difficult thing in in her staying and going it's one of those things where there's also karma as well i don't know what people <laughs> say to that like if you leave him then you're then now that girl that then finds this new guy who's now saying well i don't want to have kids and yet you left this really nice guy do you know what i mean or you're now meeting this other guy that you know you're now dating Aww. and then he's cheating on you again and you're thinking oh maybe had i just stayed with that other guy that yeah had the yeah. accident maybe this wouldn't have happened to me yeah and maybe that, that's what Nash was saying at the beginning if you fall in love with someone's soul and not their physical appearance no matter what happens that will become the first and foremost like this is still the person i'm in love with mm-hmm. and personally i think i'd probably be far right or far extreme if i cut my finger my husband <laughs> to come and hold my finger and like help me bleed it out and put a plaster on it like that's how ridiculous i can be over dramatic and i think <laughs> or idris alba's wife would we then say well girlfriend basically in this time of coronavirus because nationally you said if you are ill you expect your girlfriend to be there you've yeah. got coronavirus oh okay touch wood you're not gonna get it but you know and then your girlfriend says you know what babe i'm not gonna come and take care of you because obviously how would you take that this was interesting and i know you still wanted more so we're giving you the final and the last part three of this relationships q a coming out on friday at 1 p.m stay tuned